Hello and welcome to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way, and we should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello, everybody. Happy mid-February. I know it is icy and cold where a lot of you are. It is not that way in Southern California. I am sorry to report, but I hope that you're enjoying the snow and staying safe and that if your power is off, that it turns back on soon. That is that is a scary, unpredictable thing for a lot of people. So anyhow, I wanted to bring you a great, cheerful, wonderful, inspiring episode today. It's with my friend Courtney Rich. Courtney is best known as Cake by Courtney Online for her expertise in cake baking, cake decorating, and just her positivity. She also has a new podcast called Courtney Beyond the Cake, where she shares inspirational stories from people. And she's just such a light online. And today we're talking about her motherhood journey. We're talking about exploring her passions and how she's made time for that over the years. We're talking about failure and about keeping going even when things don't go perfectly and when you're not an expert yet, right? We talk about mental health and it is just such a wonderful, positive episode and will give so much hope to people that feel like they're stuck in a certain identity and her message is one of complete freedom that you can be whoever you want to be and you can evolve over the years. It's a really wonderful episode. Now let's get to my conversation with Courtney. All right, I'm so excited to be chatting with Courtney Rich today. Hi, Courtney. Hi, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. You were in my earbud last night as I was driving to soccer practice with your amazing podcast. Congratulations on the show. Thank you. It's been really fun to bring this uh, past life of mine back, you know, to this, this current life and things coming full circle. Uh, and it's just a blast, like, you know, to get to know people and hear their stories and share inspiring and uplifting things, you know, and, yeah. and mine ranges so much from different types of people and different types of stories. It's a little bit eclectic, but I hope at the end of the day, the thing that brings um, all of my guests together is the joy and the inspiration that they share with listeners. Yeah, I think you're doing that really, really effectively. And I mean, most people know you as Cake by Courtney and the Cake Lady and all of the, <laughs> that expertise that you bring. Were you ever worried when you thought of maybe doing a podcast or something that it had to be about cake or like that you were going to be limited by that niche? Um, No, honestly, because I hoped and I think I do a, a well enough job introducing my audience to other things that I'm involved in. So 80% of the time they may see me doing cake, but there is that other 20% where they know that my background was in consulting. And I mean, I started Cake by Courtney while I was still working in consulting and I had little kids at home and was just kind of getting my feet wet in the blogging world. And so uh, I don't think it came out of left field, but when I had the opportunity to do the podcast and this came up last year, um, and as I thought about it, I immediately knew that I didn't want it to be cake, that mm -hmm. I wanted it to be something else because there's more to me and there's so much more of others to share. 
And, you know, people get enough of me on Instagram um, of doing cake that I wanted this to be a place and knew that it could be a place and a platform to just share more good outside of the kitchen. Hey everyone, wanted to jump in real quick and thank a show sponsor, and that is Pipette. Pipette is a clean baby and mom care brand with a mission to give every family the best start. Did you know that the FDA bans only 12 potentially harmful ingredients in skincare products? Well, Pipette bans more than 2,000, ensuring its products are safe, effective, and use only non-toxic ingredients, the best available. They're also EWG certified, they're vegan, hypoallergenic, sustainable, pediatrician and dermatologist approved, and they have a really interesting key ingredient called squalane. I personally had never even heard of this ingredient, but apparently when your baby is first born, they have this protective coating on their skin, and it's rich with this squalene. And it's like, you know, a baby's built-in moisturizer. It's meant to keep the skin safe, but after that protective layer is washed off, your baby's skin needs extra love and care, and that's where these pipette products with squalene comes in. Isn't that so neat? So I'm excited to use this on my little one that'll be born next month. If you want to try out Pipette for yourself, you can visit pipettebaby.com and get 30% off with code EMP. That's P-I-P-E-T-T-E baby.com and get 30% off with code EMP. Thank you, Pipette, for sponsoring the show. Hear from so many women that really do feel limited by the hat that they wear or by the identity they identify themselves by. So maybe that's a full-time mom. Maybe that is you know, the cake lady, maybe that is what what, fill in the blank. Right. But there's so much more to us. And I think if you're feeling stuck by wearing just one hat and this is like my role and I can't venture outside starting incrementally, like you said, like there's 20% more. And by introducing your audience to that, or even just, you know, the people directly around you in real life for people that, you know, aren't online people, that's that's huge and and as you've explored outside of you know one thing and as you've really like honored like all your different passions and all your different talents like how does that how does that feel to you it's fulfilling and I think what's important as we think of our identities and as we're trying to find our identities as women as mothers there's more than just one hat. There always is. I mean, what were you before you became a mom? Mm-hmm. What did you love to do before you were working full time? Like there, what, what did the kid inside of you love to do? I loved art and I loved playing sports and I loved basketball. Like I still can foster those passions, even though I'm a mom, even though I'm working, even though I love cake and that's what you see most of the time. Um, I think sometimes as women, or maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but We want to go all in for other people. Mm -hmm. And by doing so, we forget about ourselves. And if we're not filling our own cup, it's really hard to continue filling the cup of others as much as we want to. At some point, there is the breakdown. There is the meltdown moment. There is the, the breaking point. And you just, you've got to be able to do something for yourself. And I was talking to my friend, Monica, from About Progress on my podcast the other day about this idea of finding our identity and just being willing to fail at things, being willing to try things out and be just okay at them. Right? Like I I did not set out making cakes thinking that I was going to one, start a blog two, you know, be an expert at it or be really good at it. 
I simply made that first cake to do something special for my son for his first birthday and to impress my in-laws who are really good cooks. <laughs> and I, that was the reason. That was my first why. But after that first experience, and it didn't look great, it was just kind of a mess as far as how it looked. I realized I loved that experience. I loved how I felt in the kitchen. I loved sharing it with other people. And it was those new feelings that took me to the next cake and the next cake. And I just kept following that with no intention other than I really like this for myself. I like how it makes me feel. I don't need to share it with people on, you know, Instagram wasn't really even a thing when I first started it, but it was just, it was for me and that was fulfilling. And so now that cake is my, you know, entire life outside of my family, um, I still have to make sure that there's other things that are part of my identity, right? Mm -hmm. If it's church, if it's my callings, if it's, um, you know, obviously being a mother and a wife, but a friend, but, but what else do I love to do? Well, I, I actually really like art still. So occasionally I try to paint. I really like sports and running. I like going to basketball games. I like running outside, you know, still making a point of doing those and then sharing them with my kids, because I think it's important for our kids to see, because we know that they learn through observing, right? They're going to learn by example. And I think it's important for our kids to see us taking time for ourselves because when they're older, we want them to do that for themselves. We'll understand how important it is for them to take some time for themselves. Um, but I think it helps them appreciate you as a mother uh, more when they're seeing that you're involved in things that you love and that you have passions, right? And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden you can connect too. Like Weston and I and Avery and I, we connect over baking. We connect being in the kitchen. That's one of my passions, but it's not Weston's top passion. So I go out in the basketball court with him or he, I listen to the hip hop music that he wants to play and the rap songs. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of, yeah, I like this one, you know, and I, <laughs> I try to be involved in the other things that they like. And I try to involve them in the things that I like. And I, I feel like it connects us and gives us time to, to spend together. And I hope at the end of the day, when they become parents, that all of this helps them become good parents, but also appreciate their mom and dad um, for everything that, that we did and, and did together as a family. Yeah. I love how you brought up the overlap of overlapping your hobbies and your interests with your kids, because I think that's where some of the guilt lies is when you feel mm -hmm. like whatever you're pursuing is going to take you away from family yeah. or, or it's going to cause that, that sacrifice. And sometimes that is required, but other times yeah. you can bring them into what you're doing to involve them in your passion, to teach them really important life skills. And, Absolutely. and it's fun and it's fun. So where can you, where, where can that Venn diagram overlap between your hobbies, yes. their hobbies and, and learning something new too. And even like, I mean, I have four boys. I don't enjoy everything that they enjoy, but I love them. I enjoy them. Yes. And so yes. sometimes it's about just kind of sucking it up. And, and there is more enjoyment the more you do something as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I, I see such a connection, especially with Weston, who's my preteen. He's 12 and he'll be in middle school next year. Those moments, I have seen it in his eyes where he has shared a song with me or maybe there's a YouTuber that um, – he likes and, and we watch a video together and I laugh during it. I can see him looking at me. Right. I can see him watching what my reaction is to the things that he likes and the things that he introduces 
to me. And so I have like really tried to be mindful about being open to loving or learning to love what my kids love to do because I love them more than anything on this earth, right? Like Mm -hmm. I would do anything for them. And then he's able to do it too. I mean, when I did my cake box subscription service in 2019, that was a rough year. I was gone a lot. I was fulfilling boxes. I was packing things. I was shipping things. Like I had some help, but it was still very, a small production for a big thing that we were trying to do. And there were weekends that I took the kids and Ryan up to the warehouse and we were all packing boxes and they would say, okay, are we done? This is like, I'm done. And I'm like, no, we're not done. This is hard work and I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. I just think there's so many life lessons that our kids can just learn from watching us. Right. And not us just being comfortable in our one little hat that we like to wear, but pushing ourselves into the uncomfortable and things that, um, you know, maybe are, are different hobbies or things that we want to try, even if we don't think they're hobbies or we don't think we're talented. Don't worry about what your talents are. What worry about what you love to do, do something that you love and start following that. And eventually I think it'll become a talent of yours as you, as you start to follow that passion. But truly I think it's the connection made um, with your kids as they see you doing some of these extra things and, and having fun and letting loose a little bit and doing more beyond than your mom job. Yeah. It's so much easier though, when you're good at something, (laughs) it's always easier to be seen by whether it's your kids or your family or friends or people online. Like, isn't that what we want to project is like, this is how awesome we are. But really it's both sides that that Mm -hmm. teach something. There's something to be learned from both sides of that. It's throwing away the cake that was a flop. It's you know, showing the picture that looked a little different in your head, but it, you know, turned out and you took that time yeah. anyway. Yeah. I think our kids need to see us fail. Yeah. They need to fail. Our kids need to fail. They need to not be rescued from moments, yeah. but I think they also need to see us fail. And mm-hmm. my kids have been privy to that quite a few times. Yeah. And there was one moment when Avery was about, oh, four years old. And I was working on a new cake recipe. It was a request by some of my followers to do a vegan cake. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, no real butter, no milk, all these things that I was so used to and and learned about. And I had to come up with something and I wanted to, I wanted to do that challenge. And it wasn't my comfort zone. I had gotten comfortable in the recipes I was doing and how to tweak recipes that I was, that I had already created to make new recipes. So this was out of my comfort zone, but I wanted the challenge and Avery is sitting on the counter with me. And I think I was on probably attempt number seven of this recipe. And I pull it out of the oven in front of her. And she, when I look at it and I just like head drops and it had fallen and it was wrong. And I put it on the counter and Avery little four-year-old Avery looks at it and she goes, mom, you should probably give up. And I, in that moment, maybe before she said that, I think I wanted to give up and just wave the white flag. But because she said that, I obviously could not give up. And I said, Avery, I'm not giving up. I won't stop until I get this right. I've got to understand what this fail meant and what it means for me moving forward. And so at four, I don't know that she will remember that moment. I don't know that she would remember the things that I said pertaining to how fails help us grow. 
you know, and it was the idea that like, okay, it didn't fail. So why did it fail or why did it fail? And let's take those whys and apply them to what I can do on the next round. Mm-hmm. And I did on uh, round number eight, we put the cake in and Avery was there with me and uh, it was perfect. The cake was exactly how I wanted and it took eight tries and almost failing, almost giving up to make it a success. And Avery was a part of that and she saw that. And my kids have seen me cry. They have seen the cake boxes come to an end after putting so much time and effort in it and and just so many other little things, but they've been there for big successes too. And we can all share in the joy and the sadness together. But I think them seeing, I don't know, because I grew up feeling like my parents were perfect. And it wasn't until the end of high school when they were getting divorced that it dawned on me that they were not perfect, that they had some issues. And I don't want my kids to be 18, 19, 20. I don't want them to go another year thinking that their parents are perfect. I want them to think their parents work really hard. They love us so much and they're always trying and they're always trying to be better and that they're learning. Those are the things I want my kids to remember because I don't want them to ever feel like there is any kind of pressure to be perfect. And and I think I felt that way a lot looking at my parents because they're incredible and they were some of my, the best examples and they are my heroes. Um, but I, I don't know. I just very much want my kids to know that, that we fail, but we get back up and failure is feedback and it's, you know, the lessons that will help us to, to grow and be our strongest. Hey everybody, wanted to jump in again to thank a show sponsor, and that is New Calm. You heard me talk about them a few weeks ago, and you guys, I have been loving this moment for myself throughout my day. Dealing with stress is a daily struggle, and I've tried tons of different strategies to help me manage my stress. Going on walks, exercising, eating healthy, all these things, and yet sometimes it just takes some stillness, right? And New Calm is what is working for me. The other week I was feeling really overwhelmed and I just needed to get back to my center. And so I laid down, put on my new calm eye mask, turned on the new calm app program, and it really just helped me to center back in. It gives you the power to slow down and get some distance, which will allow you to respond better to the demands of everyday life. New calm accomplishes this by interrupting the acute stress at its source, by bringing you calming brainwave patterns. You put these little stickers on your wrists that help tie into your brainwaves. It's genius, and it is proven in over one million sessions to improve your sleep, reduce stress, and boost your recovery without additional drugs and side effects. This is cutting edge neuroscience, you guys. And so if you're feeling stressed out, do what I did. Own the day with new calm and make 2021 the year you manage stress better. We have a special link set up just for my listeners. And so if you go to empnewcalm.com and get 50% off your 30-day subscription of New Calm and you get their money-back guarantee, that's empnucalm.com. Again, that's empnucalm.com to get 50% off your 30-day subscription. Give it a try and take care of yourself this year. Right? There was number seven going in the trash, but number eight works. Like, you don't know what's around that next corner. And maybe it was going to take... Who knew? It could have taken you 12 more tries. And that would have been just as okay as one more try. 
having it work. I was talking, I was talking to my 10 year old Parker the other day and I was feeling pretty down about how incapacitated I feel being pregnant and not doing nearly the stuff that I normally do. And he's like, why do you feel bad? I I feel so guilty that I can't do the, all these things for you and da da da. And he's like, mom, you're doing all you can while you're pregnant. And I'm just like, Oh, and, and I love, I don't know if you've read the book, The Four Agreements. Uh-huh. It's so good. And it talks about doing your best all the time, but your yeah. best is kind of a sliding scale. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you're in the trenches and you have circumstances that limit your ability to do all the things. And that is where I'm yeah. at right now. I'm kind of at a lower swing, but am I still doing my best? I absolutely am. And he's like, you don't need to feel guilty about doing your best while you're pregnant. And it's going to look different than doing your best while you're fully rested, while you are 40 pounds lighter, while you, you know, all these things. And, you know, when you're, you know, in the middle of producing all these cake boxes, your best looks different and it's a sliding scale and giving ourselves grace for that, giving our kids grace grace for that during this pandemic. I'm sure you've seen it with your kids. It's a sliding scale of your best. And, you know, there's certain things that I've had to, we've had to lower expectations on because I can't nitpick or, you know, I just, I pick my battles differently in this season Mm -hmm. than I would in another. Have you found that? Oh yeah, absolutely. And at different phases of your own life as a mother, but different phases of your kid's life, right? They're going to be changing and it's different from a toddler, what you can give them to when they're older and they have siblings and there's more kids around and there's more going on. Um, you know, and I think it's such an individual scale, right? You can't compare it to anyone else's scale. You are the only one who knows what you're up against, right? And what you have going on and you've got to just do your best. And I completely agree that our best changes every day. And if I can get on my knees at the end of the night and talk to my heavenly father and tell him I did my best and I mean it, yeah. I'm okay with that. However, that looked, yeah. you know, because every day there will be moments that I wish I would have done something differently. Um, but we also have to focus on what did we do good? And it might be one thing, one thing in one day. Yeah. And that that's okay. And that is fantastic. And, you know, mother's waking up every day. It's there's bravery and courage to it because you don't really know what's <laughs> going to be handed your way. And all these different phases, I just hats, hats off to, to the moms. I know. I know every single day. It's like a wonder that we can even do it again. <laughs> it really Some days, right? It really you feel is. Like yeah. You are just hit by a truck or, yeah. You yeah. just don't live up to your own expectations or expectations you think others have of, of moms and you yeah. feel like your kids are going to hate you forever or you've scarred them, but you got to think back to your own life too. And our moms made mistakes and, and they had hard days, but we turned out okay. You right. know, things are good <laughs> and we're learning from that and we learn every day and we can apologize. I think it's so important to apologize to our kids and ask them for forgiveness um, and teach that example um, cause I think that's a huge one for them to, to receive an apology from an adult. Yes. Big. 
that is a huge practice in our home. Apologies. And the, and showing them how to repair and what those repair attempts yep. look like. I think what is so special about your podcast, Courtney, is, is that it is a mix of bringing to light other people's stories, but also giving more space for you to tell yours. And I have loved learning about your parents and hearing from them and their wisdom. And I can see why you admire them so, so much. And at the same time, there's been a lot of challenges that you've worked through as a family and something I relate to so much is your mental health struggles and anxiety and things like that. And I love to see somebody who's such a go-getter like you that is so, feels so uninhibited to try something new and to fail and to learn and to grow despite the fact that you still battle those challenges. And I do too. And so I want to know for you, for people that may not know that whole, you know, backstory and things like that, how did anxiety used to look in your life? And like, how did that impact your day to day? And how has it evolved even as you continue to manage it today? Um, so it started out more, well, less anxiety, more depression. So okay. when my parents, well, while they were going through things and there's a huge backstory as far as how much I took on during that time and emotionally how much I took on from my parents and, and conversations and just things um, that I know weighed down and I can look back. And that was definitely the catalyst to being diagnosed with depression when I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, it does run in my family and genetically it's, it's a thing. So, you know, it, I, I don't know. I, I didn't realize that for a while. Um, but some of us are predisposed to depression and anxiety just based on our genetics. And, you know, you line that up with a big major um, life challenge, like a parent's divorce when you're a teenager. And it just kind of was the the starting point to what's been a much longer battle with depression and anxiety than I ever expected it to be at that time when I was young. Um, and it's had its ups and downs. And you know, there's times that you, you feel great and you, you're just so focused on things and, but then all of a sudden it creeps in and anyone listening who has experienced depression knows that, you know, it's hard to control. Sometimes I'm learning about healing my body in ways that will hopefully help heal my mind as well and, and help that even more. Um, but I learned to manage it is what I did at an early age. And, it would manifest itself in days where I didn't want to get out of bed or days that my heart raced and I stopped breathing and I couldn't catch my breath. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, some days I stayed in bed, some days in college, some days early on in marriage, Ryan would leave for work and I would just go back to bed or do my work from my bedroom and, and just not want to deal with it. But there was always the next day. And sometimes it took a little bit longer to, to kind of get out of what I was going through and I would see therapists and, um, you know, take, uh, prescriptions at, you know, during different times, um, over the last, gosh, it's been a little while now, um, to, to help it. But when I finally kind of accepted that this wasn't just going to go away, Mm -hmm. that it was kind of part of who I am, I was really determined to manage it the best that I, I could. And so I, I wanted to make sure that I just had, I I have a very like scheduled morning and I've noticed that those things like having my routine helps me a ton. 
because those are things that I can control and that I, it sets my day off for a tone that, um, is hopefully a really positive one. But I, you know, I started that way the other day and Mm -hmm. I felt some feelings creeping in later that day. And I'm like, where is this coming from? It's like, I didn't even know. I was kind of dumbfounded. I was like, wait, I've been, I've been feeling so good. Where is this coming from? And that is really hard and you feel guilty and there's shame and so many different feelings associated with those feelings. And and then that kind of leads to some anxiety and it's kind of this weird (laughs) black, dark circle funnel. But, um, I don't know if I'm even answering the question at this point, Yeah, (laughs) but I, you know, I recognize that it's something that, you know, I have to deal with, but my passions and my love for what I do and my love for my family always override that. And I think I've just mentally had to power through Mm -hmm. like, and you know, sometimes like an athlete with an injury, um, I played basketball growing up and (laughs) my dad would, you know, if I, there were injuries, if it was bad, you know, take it off the court, but it was kind of like no pain, no gain. You got, you got to just work through it. And I just always kind of had that mentality. Like I got to keep going. I can't let other people down. And I'd rather just kind of push this to a side or work through it as quickly as I can, because I can't let other people down. And I'm learning for a little bit more balance. Sometimes you really have to sit with it for a minute to let it kind of pass through you. Um, and like I said, I've just, kind of been following a little bit more of a a nutrition format that hopefully will help heal some of it as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know, but my kids are aware of it. They've Weston has seen me have an anxiety attack. He, you know, I hated that he saw it, but he saw it. And we talked about depression very openly um, because I want them to be aware of it for other people. And you know, I want him to know that I struggle with it. Potentially my kids could, if it's, you know, something that comes up in their life and anyway so yeah I I love that and I love that somebody who on the outside looks like they have it all together and and really does live with with such joy and intentionality and you have so much going for you to know that this can still be kind of a program running in the background and you can live anyway and you can find joy despite that. Um, I love how you said starting out your morning in a very intentional way. How did you decide on what those non-negotiables are? And what would you tell the listener who maybe needs to find, find their morning groove uh, to start themselves off? Um, I I think you have to fuel the mind, body, soul. And for me, that involves exercise, that involves prayer, and that involves scripture study. And those are three things that I want to be able to do on my time by myself and not interrupted. And I get those done and planning my day is a big thing too. So whether I can do it before my kids leave for school or after or the night before, but having a specific to-do list for every single day. And I have a big calendar for work in my office that shows like all the content that I want to create. And we have different family calendars I'm a list maker. It helps keep my mind at ease so I don't overwhelm myself with the big picture of things that need to get done because I think it's so easy to say, oh my gosh, well, I'm, well, for me right now, I'm writing a cookbook and here's everything I need to do. Well, I don't need to do all of those things today. Mm-hmm. What are the things I have to get done today? I actually remember having this conversation with my mom when I was in college and it was my freshman year at BYU and I felt 
like very overwhelmed by everything I was doing and the job I was working and, and the things that I wanted to do. And I just called her stressed and in tears. And she's like, Courtney, wait a second. You don't have to take all of those tests tomorrow. Which one is the next one? Well, okay. It's, it's science. Okay. So study for that one right now. And we kind of just talk through how to spread out what needs to be done next. What's the next biggest Mm -hmm. priority rather than trying to think about everything. And okay, I'm going to study for all five tests today. Well, no, I don't, I'm not taking my, my history test until Monday. So I'm going to, I'm going to put that to the side for a minute. Um, and ever since I've really tried to work that way with my to-do list and my projects. And now with my business, it's like, here's the big picture. Here's my mission. Here's everything I want to accomplish this year. Now I'm going to break it down into month by month. Now I'll break it down into week by week. And now I break it down to day by day. So it feels very attainable and still, I mean, life gets in the way of things. It's busy working and, and being a mom or getting sick and you've got to be flexible. And so I try to keep that mindset because when I'm very dead set on doing something a certain way and it doesn't work out, anxiety can creep in very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you've just, what are, what are, what really fuels your joy and helps you kind of progress? Um, and for me in the morning, that's kind of the mind, body, soul and mind is my scriptures. Soul is also scriptures, but prayer that could be meditation for some people. It could be reading, um, and then exercise. So physically, I feel accomplished in, in some way there as well. Hey, everyone. Popping in one last time to thank our final show sponsor, and that is Anna Luisa Jewelry. Last time I talked to you about Anna Luisa, I had not received my jewelry yet. You guys, their little gold huggies are in my ears right now, and I slept with them, and I didn't even feel them. Anna Luisa Jewelry is beautiful, and they're a great fit for yourself or as a gift for a loved one. They are really concerned with the environment. They offset 100% of their carbon emissions, starting with the sourcing of raw materials all the way to the disposal of their pieces. They make make their pieces in limited batches. These are long-lasting pieces crafted from the care with the best noble metals, and they have a 100-day warranty. So any pieces that don't meet your expectations, you can get a refund or you can get it replaced if it doesn't meet your expectations. They have fair prices. And when you see the designs of this beautiful, beautiful jewelry, you will not believe their prices start at $39. You can actually get 10% off at analuisa.com slash EEP. And I'm going to link that at extraordinarymomspodcast.com. I love shopping online so much because it arrives straight to my door and their shipping is excellent even to international customers. So if you want comfortable jewelry that's well-made, concerned with the environment and unique, because quite frequently, aren't we all buying the same thing off Amazon right now? Treat yourself, treat somebody you love at analuisa.com slash EEP. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash EEP. I highly recommend them. They're a great brand making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. So go check it out. analuisa.com slash EEP. Now let's finish up with Courtney. But those three kind of buckets are, are, are a great framework to fill in the blanks. And, and then also yeah. realizing throughout your day, you know, are there certain hiccups or 
or barriers that feel like you're always hitting the same wall. And then really yeah. like taking the time to self-reflect of like, what's not working here? And so many times people are like, I don't have time to address the junk drawer. I don't have time to whatever, or I don't know what to do next. But it's like, if what you're currently doing isn't working, like what's the harm in trying something different to, yeah, to baby I, help? I agree. I'm a big believer in writing things down yeah. and really listening to your body in very different ways. How mm -hmm. does your body, like sometimes we have a physical reaction to a certain topic of discussion. Sometimes we have, you know, we get headaches after eating a certain type of food, mm -hmm. really taking the time to take notes and say, okay, well, I, maybe it's, I had this to eat and then I felt sick afterwards or I had a headache or maybe I was talking to this friend about X, Y, and Z and I started feeling my heart racing in a way that, oh, was uncomfortable and I didn't like that. Starting to like take cues from our body to understand what we can bring into it versus like what we shouldn't be bringing in. And I, another podcast I was listening to was um, the gutsy holistic health podcast and the guest that she had on, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name, but she talked about nutrition. And I love that. She said that nutrition is everything we put into our body and not just food. Mm. It's what music are we putting in our ears? What shows are we putting, you know, in our mind through our eyes? What food are we eating? What kind of people are we around? It's all the things that we're bringing into our lives, not just our body is the nutrition, right? And so I think the same thing applies as, as moms and as we're trying to take care of our physical and mental health, it's taking notes and understanding, you know, what is good for us and sometimes being okay with maybe ending a relationship or stepping back from certain extracurricular responsibilities that are just putting too much stress on you. Like first and foremost, you need to take care of your mental and physical health as a mom so that you are able and you are your best self to take care of those little people that are with you every day. That is so fantastic. And dare I say that the pursuit of mental health awareness and everything like that has, has taught you some of these principles. And, and so mm -hmm. I don't view my anxiety as something that is like the most terrible thing I could ever experience. It is an right. incredible learning opportunity. And as I become more self-aware of how I'm feeling and the way I'm feeling and what my triggers are and things like that, like yeah. overall, I'm just healthier and happier when yeah. I'm more self-aware in those things. And regardless of whether you have a diagnose, a specific diagnosis for mental health illness or whatever, we can all benefit from those same types of strategies. It's kind of like one of my sons was extremely active <laughs> as, as a little toddler and we had him tested for ADHD and he didn't, you know, quite make that cut, but it's like all the same principles to parent a child with ADHD benefited yes. him and, you know, things like that. So I just think that, oh, that's just so, so wonderful. And I love that while our time together this morning is short, there's so much more from that people can hear from you and everything like that on your podcast, Courtney Beyond the Cake, and over at Cake by Courtney online. Anything coming up on the horizon that you're really excited about? I mean, hello, cookbook. That's yeah, amazing. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. We've got some good guests coming up on the podcast, but the cookbook is a big thing for yeah. this year and more products, some new things that we are working on and obviously new recipes all the time. Um, but I'm, I, I'm very excited about 
the opportunity to do a cookbook and um, kind of tell my story through the pages of food and this book. And I'm very excited. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet. Is there any type of timeline at this point or it's still just in creation? Uh, no, uh, there is a timeline. It is for November. Oh, that will be here before we know it. Pandemic time yeah. flies by. I don't know if you found that, but I have found that. <laughs> That's so awesome. Courtney, you are just such a delight and such a positive light in my feed every single day and on the podcast, like I said, like just you're doing so much good. And I love that you're just honoring all of your different passions. And sometimes it's done more one direction than another, but that you're able to to allow that to fluctuate and be flexible shows a lot of strength on your part. I always ask my guests just one final question, and it's this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self? Oh, um, well, for sure, I'd say don't be so hard on yourself. And the expectations that you think need to be there don't need to be there. Definitely there was years of really, really having high expectations for myself on different levels of work and motherhood that made it really hard for me to actually be my best self. It's interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, when you're a perfectionist, which I would say I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, when you're a perfectionist, my friend Monica says that it is something that actually stunts your growth. And it's so true. It is so true. So to my old self and to any new mom, I mean, you need to go with your gut and, and do the things for your family that you believe are best for you guys. And don't worry about the noise, man. There's so much noise out there. You've got to be really mindful of what you are bringing in to your home and into your own uh, identity about like what should be a mom and mm-hmm. don't rely on Instagram for that. You know, I think it is between you and your family. It is between you and Heavenly Father on the the kind of mother that you can be and that you should be and just not to put so much pressure on some ideal of what that looks like. Yeah. Our kids are just happy that we're here every day. Yeah. Uh, I love that so much. That is, that's very wise counsel. Thank you so much, Courtney, for coming on the show today. And best of luck to everything you have going on. Can't wait. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Courtney as much as I did. I feel like I already hear a lot from her, both from her podcast and online, and she goes on a lot of other people's podcasts as well. And I hope you learned something new today about Courtney. Um, I'm so grateful for her willingness to share not just the 80% of her passion about cake (laughs) and her expertise in that area, but really who she is as a person, what she has learned throughout her life's journey, including motherhood. And I just have so much respect for her, and I'm so grateful that she took the time today to be on the show. So we'll link everything of how to find Courtney if you don't already follow her at extraordinarymomspodcast.com. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at jessicadalquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. So grateful that you are here today. Hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.